Buenos dias from Oberlin. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 2nd of November 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Pedro Sanchez might be getting closer to securing a presidential position. Several news outlets stated that the socialist leader has almost certainly reached a deal with Junts per Catalunya and Esquerra Republicana de Catalunya about an amnesty for 4,000 individuals convicted for their involvement in the 2017 Catalan Independence Forum. However, his open support for the amnesty has been called into question. Alberto Núñez Feijó, head of the Conservative People's Party, or Partido Popular, Pepe, stated that it was up to the Spanish people to decide if an amnesty should be granted and called for elections. Other centrists and right-wing parties have also criticized Sanchez's position on the amnesty issue. But what about Sanchez's supporters? On Saturday, the 28th of October, the Socialist Party, or PSOE, put the support deal with Sumar and other political factions to form a government to the vote. Members of PSOE and the Catalan Socialist Party will have until Saturday the 4th to cast their ballot. Although the agreement with Sumar won't pose much of a problem, the amnesty is still controversial. What Sanchez really wants to know is if the party will support him regarding the amnesty deal, since he virtually admitted on Saturday the 28th of October at the PSOE conference that granting amnesty would be the price to pay for reaching an agreement with the Catalans. It was reported that on Tuesday, the 31st of October, he negotiated with Catalan President Per Argonés about what the amnesty law needed to include. What are the risks of granting amnesty? Well, one first and foremost in most detractors' minds is Catalonia's declaring independent. That's the goal of Charles Pigdemont, the former president of Catalonia. He's wanted by Spanish justice authorities for his role in the unrecognized 2017 referendum. Another subject Spaniards are all over the country are talking about is Princess Leonor's swearing-in ceremony. The heir to the Spanish throne pledged allegiance to the country's constitution with the entire Congress as witnesses on Tuesday, the 31st of October, the day of her 18th birthday. Her father, King Felipe VI, also did the same thing when he turned 18. The ceremony effectively allows the heir to instantly become the monarchy's head if the king or queen abdicated or passed away. Her parents were by her side, but the king and queen emeritus were notably absent. This was to avoid people associating the princess in any way with her grandfather, the retired king Juan Carlos I, and the accusations of corruption against him. Also missing were key government members whose Republican beliefs kept them from attending. One example was Ione Belarra, acting social rights minister and leader of the political party We Can or Podemos. Moving on to the Israel-Palestine conflict, around 35,000 people gathered in Madrid to call for a ceasefire in Gaza. The protesters' main motto was stop the war, neither genocide nor terrorism. Belarra attended the protests and harshly criticized President Pedro Sánchez and other European leaders, stating that they weren't addressing the situation as seriously as they should. She also called for Spain to bring Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to the International Criminal Court in The Hague. Back in 2022, the Spanish Congress approved setting up an independent commission to investigate cases of child sexual abuse by members of the clergy of the Roman Catholic Church. The commission released the preliminary results of that inquest on Friday, the 27th of October. Ángel Gabilondo, Spain's national ombudsman, gave a press conference in Madrid where he announced that of the over 8,000 adults polled, 0.6% stated a clergy member had specifically sexually abused them as children, or around 
50 of those 8,000. The report goes on to say that the way the church dealt with sexual assault cases was insufficient. The commission also suggested they create a state fund to pay reparations. In other news, remember that shorter working hours project that passed recently? There are doubts about whether it would increase productivity in Spain. The reasoning behind shortening the work hours was that workers would be more efficient in doing their task if they spent less time at the office. It might work for countries like Germany, which has a high GDP, but would it work for ones like Spain with lower GDP and GDP per capita? Should the country implement such measures? Let us know your opinion about that. Contact information will read off and in the show notes at the end. That does not mean that the country's researchers are idle. In fact, food scientists in San Sebastián, the Basque country, have recently begun making lab-grown meat. This new development has been the result of years of studying how to create more sustainable proteins. Some of their experiments have included microalgae bread, plant-based tuna and bacon, and hamburgers made from mushrooms. In sports, in the men's football category, Messi won his eighth Ballon d'Or on Monday, the 30th of October which came as a surprise to very few. That said, the Spaniards might have been more interested in another category. For women's football, Barca midfielder Aitana Bonmati won the gold ball. 25-year-old is now well on her way to winning every prize at the club and at a country level. She is also the second youngest golden ball award recipient in history. Last year, the Ballon d'Or winner was Alexis Hutelas, one of Bonmati's fellow teammates, at Barcelona Football Club. Between winning the World Cup this year and having two consecutive Best Player Award winners, Spain has established its dominance in women's football. Still on football, or more accurately, sexism, things aren't looking up for Luis Rubiales, the former Royal Spanish Football Federation president. Recall that he'd been forced to step down because of Jenny Hermoso's sexual assault allegations and his non-consensual kiss of her. This Monday, the 30th of October, World Football Federation, FIFA, announced that Rubiales would face a three-year suspension. During this period, Rubiales will be barred from any activities involving football, either at the national or international level. There's a mill owner who has made it his mission to bring back ancient, traditional Asturian and Castilian grains. Back in 2009, David Menendez bought an estate in Agones in Asturias, which came with four mills. He spent 15 years restoring three of them. Now he runs a company that sells high-quality, bespoke, and organic flour under the brand name Retuerta Mills or Molinas de Retuerta. Using local grain varieties helps keep crops healthy without pesticides or herbicides. Since they have adapted to the environment and soil conditions, they have generated defense mechanisms against the area's most common pests. Spain's meteorological state agency has warned citizens about the storm Ciaran, which arrives in the country with gusts of winds up to 150 kilometers per hour. The agency issued a red alert for Galicia, Cantabria, and the Basque Country due to rainfall and waves up to 9 meters or 30 feet high. Speaking of government products, one Spanish restaurant might just have received the greatest honor of all on Saturday the 28th of October. No, it wasn't a Michelin star, but a visit. One of rock's most outstanding musicians, Mick Jagger, the Rolling Stone frontman, graced chef Rafa Zafra's Estimar restaurant, a Barcelona establishment that specializes in seafood. As Zafra later explained, it wasn't easy to set a table for 10 on a Saturday. With a little help from some friends, he made it. They organized for six guests who had 
reservations to head over to another one of his restaurants called Amar at the Palace Hotel. That's how they managed to squeeze the musician's party in. There was no way they could turn down rock and roll royalty like Mick Jagger. That's it for this week. We want to make these updates better. Help us. Doesn't matter if you're new or if you're a longtime listener, just talk to us. We want to have a conversation with you. We want to talk on the phone. Great, we'll do that. You want to talk via email, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, we can do that too. Just give us a hand. We want your honest opinion. Contact us at Spain at Rorschach.com or at Rorschach on social media. Hasta la próxima.